Hello, everyone, and welcome to Uncertified and Unqualified. I'm Rita. And I'm Anna. And today we are going to be talking about general corporate sustainability and also um, personal sustainability. Yeah, so what is sustainability? Um, You've probably heard it talked about a lot before, thrown around the meaning of the word. Um, Like eco-friendly product swaps, um, trying to, you know, be better for the environment in the way that we produce things to not be dependent on fossil fuels as much not be so dependent on things that are hurting the earth and not going to be here forever and so this has become a major movement as a lot of individuals are trying to be a lot more sustainable and there is a larger push for companies to be more sustainable but it has a lot of complications with it for sure. Um, there's a lot of different things that we're going to try and break down today because sustainability, again, is a very complex system and it's not as easy as just doing a thing and then the rest of the things fall into place. It's not that easy. Um, so what we have it kind of broken down into today is like four sections of sustainability guilt, which is like you know, you feel like you can't be perfectly sustainable, so you don't try at all. Um, There's also companies lying about how sustainable they truly are. Uh, We're going to break down the truth about recycling, how expensive being sustainable is and sustainability in general, and also the burden that's placed on individuals when companies do more. Because there's, you feel like if these big corporations can do more, that means that you can do more too, and that's always not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, we feel like we have to do so much, but really the companies are producing more waste, but it, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be doing anything either. So it is, right. it's a complicated thing because you're, you're going through that back and forth, but there definitely are a lot of things we can do and we will try to throw out some suggestions for you at the end. Hopefully you'll be able to do some of those things. So with all of that prefaced, let let's unpack all of that. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a minute. We're gonna take a second. <laughs> we're gonna take a breath, and we're gonna go dive in. I hope you're ready to learn about some sustainability complications. First off, companies. I know this is so surprising. Companies are lying about how sustainable they are and the damage they do to the environment. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Are you shocked? I'm 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 absolutely floored. I was flabbergasted. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, what? Companies are lying to us? What a bombshell. They've never done that before. But yeah, if you haven't already guessed, companies are lying to us. So, a hundred... This is a quote from the Natural Resources Defense Council. A hundred energy companies have been responsible for 71% of all industrial emissions since human-driven climate change was officially recognized. Only 100 energy companies. 71% of all industrial emissions. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't think that's sustainable. That's kind of sad. Mm -hmm. You can see the damage just 100 energy companies. Not 100 companies. Just just energy energy, Just in the energy section. Yeah. That's how much 100 energy companies have done to the environment. Yeah. yeah. How embarrassing for them. Honestly, embarrassing. I feel bad for them, but I really don't, though, because it's their fault. Companies, though, have these targets that they are supposed to be meeting, these greenhouse gas reduction targets, but those targets don't actually include the emissions that are made from the whole entire life cycle of a product. 
So a lot of those uh, greenhouse gas emissions that are getting put out for parts that aren't included in those reduction targets are literally still just going out there and they're not being well regulated. And there's only only so much that, you know, people, that corporations and councils and so on and so forth can do for these big corporations that are putting out all of this stuff. And there's only so much that, you know, again, regulation councils can do to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. you can't do this because, you know, evil capitalists always work their way around. Yeah, we (laughs) need better regulations because they are producing all these greenhouse gas emissions, but they're not being included on their, like, reduction targets. So... They're getting away with it. And yeah. yeah. And on top of that, companies are now using what is called greenwashing, which is the process of conveying a false impression or providing misleading information about how a company's products are environmentally sound. Yeah, greenwashing is like a very much an unsubstantiated claim. And they it's used for customers to be like, oh, look, you're doing something to be sustainable. But you're really not, actually, Mm -hmm. when you look at the numbers as a whole for the entire corporation. Maybe for, like, a certain fraction to a certain extent, but the extent that it reaches is not the the reach that it needs to have. And this is uh, becoming a lot more prevalent, if you notice, because the culture and trends and such are turning more towards sustainability. Everyone's like, oh, we want to be green and we want to be good for the earth. And like, it's trendy to do that. So now companies are doing this greenwashing more and more and they're getting away with being bad for the environment, but saying that they're doing something great. And H&M, a clothing company, is actually a really good example of this that's just been recently called into light for this greenwashing. So they have this specific collection called the Conscious Collection that is supposed to be made out of more sustainable materials like organic cotton, recycled polyester, and tinsel. I think that's how you say it. Not tinsel. I'm sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Tencel. 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 You know what I mean. I don't know what the fabric is, but apparently it's supposed to be more sustainable. However, H&M didn't explain how these materials are actually better for the environment. They just said, take our word for it. Yeah. Because we're capitalists. They're like, we're being (laughs) conscious. But they didn't actually tell their customers how it was better for the environment. Um, And and you know what? Most people just didn't question it. No, because it said conscious collection. So they were like, yeah. And they printed it out on a nice green tag. And we're like, yep, mm -hmm, we're good. We are good to go. And... Customers were were like, yeah, sure. Were we really? Which, I will throw that in there. Do some research. Do some research on your companies that you follow. Speaking of which, I actually found a website called Good On You. Mm -hmm. I'll repeat. Good On You. They rate brands on how they are for the environment and working conditions and such. So they actually rate brands on how they treat their workers, their impact on the environment, and their animal welfare policies. And seriously, check it out. I was looking through it. They have literally any brand you could think of. So if you have this brand that you really, really like, and you're like, I'm trying to be more sustainable and more conscious for the environment, but I really like this brand. I want to know what they're up to, what they're doing. Go check them out on Good On You, and you will find out if that is a good brand or a bad brand. So, moving on from that, and that's a lot in and of itself, Yeah. (laughs) but moving on from that, 
we're gonna get into the truth about recycling and sit down make sure you're sitting because this one's a doozy (laughs) um companies are lying to you again i'm sorry this is a more specific lie um so first we talk about greenwashing now we're gonna talk about recycling because everyone's like oh yeah recycle recycle it's great it's it's great Mm -hmm. things are not actually getting recycled they're being buried Mm-hmm. and put in landfill-esque type of places. So companies ha- used to be sending this plastic trash to China, but now China has closed this off. They're like, we don't want any more of your plastic trash that you say you're recycling. And and the makers of plastic, you know, your oil and gas companies, they've known that they're not actually recycling this. They know that they're just, they were sending it off to China. They've been doing this for years and years, but they tell the public, recycle, it's good for the environment, look at us go, we're so great. So NPR and PBS Frontline actually, like, spent a lot of time researching this, digging into this, like, finding this stuff. They looked into internal industry documents, interviewed a lot of um, former former officials, and they found that the industry was selling the public the idea of recycling when they it, that doesn't actually work because how plastic is recycled isn't actually as like easy as they were saying so they would say that we were recycling and then they would just send it off to another country yeah i mean it and it hindered their process in terms of like their ability to buy sell you know, all that kind of good stuff and their money input-output. So they just decided, hey, we're going to tell you that we're doing the thing, but then not actually do the thing. Maybe do the thing on a small scale, but not to the appropriate proportion that they were telling us that they were doing it. Yeah, so plastic can be recycled. The problem is, is that it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and money to recycle it. And it's degrading each time it's being reused, so it can't be reused more than once or twice. But new plastic, just producing more plastic, is really cheap. So these oil and gas companies were just producing more plastic and just saying that they were recycling this old plastic so that you would feel better about continuing to buy plastic. They spent millions, tens of millions of dollars on ads all the way back from, like, 80s, 90s to now, promoting recycling when they knew that the truth about recycling plastic as far back as the 1970s. Are we shocked? Not especially. Disappointed still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, analysts now expect plastic production to triple by 2050. To triple. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's freaking bonkers. That's a lot of freaking plastic. That's a lot of plastic that's probably not even going to get recycled. And honestly, that's a really debilitating thing to think about because we, we want to continue to live on this earth and it be healthy and not have effects of climate change. But you can see what these companies are doing and you're like, what the heck? Yeah, and I mean, as much as a few years ago, people made fun of, you know, the Visco girls for trying to save the turtles or whatever, like, using reusable straws and all of that kind of fun stuff that's 
it was you shouldn't have been making fun of them because I mean it's a step in the right direction. I mean it wasn't the end all be all solution, obviously, but it it was a step in the right direction. So I know I use reusable straws when I can mm-hmm. and um things like that. And I don't like drink out of plastic water bottles when I don't have to. Um I'd use like a metal one and you know, all that kind of good stuff. Just like small things that you like you can do in your daily life that, you know, make sense for you to do. And as much as, like, important issues and topics become becoming trends can make them sometimes, can make it problematic because you're like, are you actually just doing this because you care about it or are you doing it because it's a trend? As much as that can be a problem, making sustainability and things like, and um, things similar to that, like reducing your waste, become a trend could seriously help because we do live in this capitalistic system And if the trends move that way and it gets bigger and bigger and we really do demand accountability and change, companies are going to have to listen because they live by supply and demand. And hopefully we could get that to change. And that kind of leads us into our third part um, of this breakdown here about how expensive it is to be sustainable because it is out of reach for a lot of people. And it's hard to tell people who don't have that kind of money to be sustainable and make them feel guilty about it if they can't afford it. And sometimes it really is just hard to justify those costs because you know it's not primarily your fault. It is those big corporations and you just don't have that kind of money to be sustainable. But there are still, there are reasons why it is more expensive and there are some ways that you can still try. Right. And, like, going back to, like, supply and demand, like, the more, you know, sustainable goods are expensive because they're made ethically and thereby workers are typically making more of a livable wage who make these ethically made things. And also, and then, like, the the demand for sustainable goods isn't high right now. So the more we demand it, the more supply will come in and the supply of the not sustainable things will diminish. Mm -hmm. I mean, in theory, that would be great. If you follow supply and demand, in the long run, it should start to become cheaper if we demand it more. So that is a good reason to start buying sustainably because it shows that, like, tipping point starting to move over to our side but it is hard if you don't have that and that is a complication of it for a lot of people right because if you can buy those you know cheap and sustainable things if that's what you need to you know feed your family or keep your household running then i mean that's what you got to do yeah making sustainable products is going to be more expensive because you're not polluting the earth and that's but the, the longer we're is, the longer but... we're on the earth, the more you can make money. So think about it that way. <laughs> and that's why you have to think about it in in terms of the long run. And you know, there might be times you just can't do that and you can't get down on yourself too much. You just got to keep working for it. Right. And the and, and sometimes it is more expensive up front, but if it is a sustainable reusable product, you could be saving money in the long run instead of just spending on one-time use products like a lot of plastic spoons, knives, forks, paper plates, stuff like that. If you get reusable products instead that are more expensive right away, in the long run it could be helping. And that also does kind of tie into the fourth part, sustainability guilt. Yeah, there are so many people in the 
like, community that call themselves a sustainability community, that they want to, like, judge other people for not being, you know, quote-unquote perfect at, like, sustainability or using a mixture of, like, sustainable and non-sustainable goods. And that's just not, <laughs> that, that is not correct. Like, We're all trying here. We're all trying our best. And do I wish I could just go out and be a cottagecore person who, like, uses, like, their own waste to, like, you know, <laughs> feed their garden and does, like, interesting things like that and is able to, like, be a perfectly sustainable human being, yeah, that would be great in theory, but that's just not the way It's not gonna work life right works. now. It's not gonna work for us at this moment. So, you know, small little choices we make are still important choices that are gonna help lead us in that direction. So if you judge people and make them feel guilty for not being perfectly sustainable... You're just going to turn them away from it right. altogether. They're just going to be like, well, what's the point? Yeah. And like, if I can't be perfect, then I guess I shouldn't do it at all. Exactly. And that is not, not. the mindset we want to have. We want to be encouraging people to be sustainable and even actually if it's just look a into Even it. if it's just small steps. Mm-hmm. It's great to have sustainability be a trend if we genuinely believe in it and we are actually going to push for it in our society. But don't gatekeep sustainability from people and don't make it just a trendy thing you're just doing because like right. have meaning behind and you it. need to stop everyone generally people need to stop trivializing like things that you know like the save the turtles thing like it was so trivialized and like put as a trend that you know it just became it died out it became it, it didn't stupid. stay on and i think if we stuck with it a little more maybe we could have change the way public places give you plastic straws i don't know who knows what would have happened but we got to keep pushing for it we can't let it just be a, a little trend that just goes away and we can't make people feel guilty for following it or make people feel guilty for you know not being able to do everything right we need to like support one another in terms of what we do for the environment whether mm -hmm. it's you're just doing you're, you know, just using a reusable water bottle every day instead mm -hmm. of buying plastic ones all the time or, you know, things like that. You need to, you know, support that you're instead okay. of be like, oh, well, you could be doing so many other things. You're it's doing like, what you can. Right. Instead of being like, that's good. And that's good. great. Because if we all just get it in our minds that we know that companies are producing far much more waste and hurting the environment so much more if we get that in our minds and we understand that but then at the same time understand that there are things that we can do and at the same time understand we're not going to be perfect we can keep moving forward instead of just being stuck where we are being sad about companies doing that and being dependent on unsustainable things and things that are going to die out soon and just hurt the earth. Right, and if you're arguing with someone who's like, ah, but the economy, when talks about sustainability, it's it comes down to supply and demand. The more we demand a sustainable supply, the more the the more supply is going to meet demand and the other things will die out and they will become cheaper and you know so on and so forth yeah we're just playing by the rules of the game here we that, really are y'all wanted us to be capitalists fine we'll do it our way don't get mad when we start doing things that are good for the environment because we want to live here because for longer also also i don't want to die in a the planetary economy, inferno the economy argument 
there's not going to be an economy if there isn't a world to live in if anymore. We are all burning up in a planetary inferno. Then I don't give a shit I don't, about the economy. I don't think you need to worry about the economy. The money will be burned up anyway. When you see the Gulf of Mexico on fire, literal water in the middle of the ocean on fire, I don't give a shit about the economy. No, that's. A... I kind of want the planet to still be habitable first. Did you like that? Habitable? Habitable. Habitable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. So, here, just lastly, just to kind of cap off and give you some things to think about. Some things that we can do as consumers in a society where consumption is basically necessary and to be sustainability thereof. These are things I'm hoping that we're not forcing you to do these things. We're giving you options because we love to have options. We love to have new ideas. And I'm hoping that these are pretty accessible and easy things that people can do. Also, if you, like, have any more ideas, maybe we could put this together in, like, a whole list and we could be like, yeah... Keep it going. Let's go. Let's keep the sustainability train moving because there's so much that we can do that is really sometimes just really a simple, easy thing to do. Yeah, maybe, you know, if we get enough people sending in ideas, maybe we'll make a Google Forms, compile it into a list, and then you guys can see the list that comes out of a week or two or three Mm -hmm. of people sending in ideas. Yes, we could also make a nice post on Instagram, at Uncertified and Unqualified Pod just letting you know and we could have it on there and you guys can go and look at it and I can make it all like really cute and such because we love a nice cute little post Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. thank you Canva yes we love you Canva but what we can do in terms of sustainability things and this is gonna sound like a like a big bomb drop but purchase less this is that's the cheapest thing you can do right it's really is. We we are consumers. We live in most of us li- most of you listeners live in the United States and as citizens of the United States, you know that we are active constant consumers of literally anything and everything. We get a lot of ads we don't need. We walk into Target for one thing and get 50. You know how it goes in America. Right. We buy a lot of stuff we just don't need. And if we buy stuff we don't need, that means we create excess waste with the excess things that we don't need. Especially if the things are made... Not sustainable. To be, like, a one-time use product or, like, just... We just buy it to buy it. You know? And it's not something that's gonna leave a good mark on the earth. Right. So... And we, we recognize that it's hard when, you know, all of these ads and influencers and you know, all those sorts of things are pushing for you to get these things that might not be sustainable because it's cool or trendy or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you gotta take some of that for granted and take some of it inventory before you actually decide to go and do these things. Yeah, like, try to think more consciously, like, is this something I actually am going to get a good use out of, or am I just buying it because it's trendy, or, you know, because I'm gonna use it, like, once or twice? Or, like, are you actually going to use it well? Right. And if you think about that, I think you will find yourself purchasing a lot less of things that you really just don't need. Right. In terms of clothing, I think you said that you had, like, a new tool that you had. I do. I saw this on a TikTok. Um, This is specifically for clothes because the clothing industry produces, like, the most waste in the world in a year. Like, it's insane. But I saw this really cool thing that this person was talking about, and I was like, oh, this is a good idea. So if you look at a price for a piece of clothing, you could do this literally for anything. If you look at a price and you're like, okay, 
would I wear it the amount of times the price is? So if the price is $10, would you wear it at least 10 times? Yeah. And if that the goes, answer is no, do you really need to buy it? Right. And that goes for anything. Like if it's $10, will you use this? Will you wear this? Will you so on and so forth yeah. the 10 times? Will and if you, you don't, actually then get the use out of it for how much it is. That's also just a good way to save money, too. Mm -hmm. On a whole other note, that has changed my mindset for spending money. Another thing is secondhand purchases is another great way, like, still kind of harping on the clothing industry, is a great way to be more sustainable. Well, it could be any industry. There's a lot That's of... That's true. You can get a lot of... You can get anything at, like, a thrift store, basically. Right. Yard sales, thrift stores, etc., etc. Right. I know, again, people make fun of you know, people who decide to go to thrift stores and buy out the whole thing. But that just means that they're not buying fast well, fashion. There can that can be a problem. That can be a problem That well, can be too. a problem. But a lot of the times, there are still going to be clothes that are thrown out that don't even, like... Like, there's so much... There's just so many clothes. There's so many clothes mm -hmm. that, like, sometimes a thrift store can't keep all of them and they're just going to end up throwing them out anyway. So... Ah, that's another complicated topic. <laughs> but secondhand purchasing is a really great way to be because that product has already been put out in the world. It's already made. It's not something, like, new that they keep mass producing. It's already there. And so that is a really good sustainable option because it's not something new that you're going to keep purchasing. It's already been put out there. And, and you're just you're cheaper. just putting it you're just putting it back to good use. Yes, and it's usually cheaper too. You're getting more use out of it, and the prices are usually going to be cheaper unless you're going to like some vintage store. Which, if you can do that, that's great. If you go to a thrift store, that's great too. If I can pay fifty cents for a t-shirt, I'm gonna do we it. We love paying fifty cents for a t-shirt. That's the best. Also, learn what sale days are on mm -hmm. at your thrift stores, too, and go on your sale days. That's even better. Just a like little college saving kids especially, money tip for you. College kids especially. There's usually, like, student days if you bring your ID and stuff. You got you gotta know, you know, when your days are to hit the market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a great way to save money and be sustainable all at once, and we love that. We love that. Love that for us. Mm -hmm. Still going with the fa the fashion industry here. Purchase less of that fast fashion. And we know how easy it is, especially when you get email updates out the wazoo every day from, you know, companies like Zara, Shein, um... Yeah. God. No, uh, Shein is a big one that people, like, know is fast fashion. And, like, I get it. Sometimes you need to buy basics and, like, you can't really get those at thrift stores. But if you're spending, like, 500 to, like, $1,000 on those like she in holes mm -hmm. you have the money to buy sustainable clothes you do you really you're do. just and the people that are usually the people that are usually doing that are the people that already have a whole bunch of stuff in their True. closets anyway that they're not even gonna get good use out of because they already have so many other clothes now too right and Shein's like a big one for fast fashion but companies that you probably don't think of as fast fashion like urban outfitters and zara are fast fashion mm -hmm. and they do produce waste so mm -hmm. be very conscious of that when you're purchasing fast fashion and you know purchase stuff that's gonna last you a while don't just like again it's it's mm -hmm. a, the the looking at the price and seeing if you're gonna get like the use out of it for the certain dollar amount that's a good trick to mm -hmm. use um i will probably start using that myself you want something that's gonna last you a while because you know you're gonna get really good use out of that and that is good for the whether you 
if you're buying it new, it's obviously, it's taken waste to get it. But if you are consistently using it and using it well, that is in a way sustainable because you're getting a really good use out of it and you are using up all of it for the time you can. Right. And if, you know, something, buying something, new again. something becomes not useful for the purpose that you bought it for, maybe you can try and repurpose it. And I know True. that that sounds really difficult, but I know people that, you know, put plants in old boots and put them around the house True. and, you know, things like that. You can always repurpose what you have. Mm -hmm. you, you get creative. That's what Pinterest is for, friends. <laughs> yes. And on top of that, limit how much single-use items and dispos disposable items you use and try to swap it for those reusable items that you can just buy up front and then have for a really long time. That's a great way to be more sustainable. And... If you are producing, if you are purchasing those sustainable goods, that's showing businesses and companies that you value those goods and you want more of them, which is only going to rise up the demand and rise up the supply, which is great because those products will then maybe become cheaper and maybe become the main thing that is being sold instead of unsustainable goods. Right. One, another, like, more specified thing is, like, purchasing non-dairy milk is a great way to be more sustainable in terms of, like, dairy milk uses a lot of water and produces a lot of methane, which is super, super terrible for the environment. And again, it meets the supply and demand thing. The more you demand non-dairy milk and the more, the better, that's better for the environment, the more the supply will rise and the demand for, you know, um, their, like, dairy will diminish. And it is in good. In, it's important to note that different non-dairy milks produce like use up different amounts of water to make. If you literally just Google like milk and amount of water used, you can probably find a graph and see it. I forget which ones are the. I think like oat milk is the best. I think it uses the least amount of water. I know almond milk uses a lot of water. I'm not sure about, like, coconut milk or whatever. I'm not sure about those. But I would check that out, too, if you're trying to be more water conscious because those non-dairy milk still takes up a lot of water depending on which kind it is. Right. Another thing is to try and stop using plastic bags. I can't tell you how many plastic bags I just, like, give to people in one shift as a cash, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, wow, that is so much plastic. Mm -hmm. And people make fun of, like, tote bag people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the tote bag girl with the book she's never read and whatever and whatever. Okay. It but is they're not of, using plastic bags. It is kind of funny, but <laughs> at least... I get the joke. I get the joke. But at least, you know, but, and you can use that tote bag until you know it breaks or it rips a hole in it or whatever and then again you can repurpose it or repair it or something exactly. and you can wash it if you choose and you know things like that so mm -hmm. and it's so much better than just continually using plastic and if you do ever find yourself using plastic bags try to reuse them yeah right like i reuse plastic bags for multiple different types of things throughout my life if i ever have a plastic bag and that's right, and I know that lots of, like, grocery stores have specific bins where you can recycle their plastic bags. If you bring them back, you can put them there, but that's not, again, it's kind of cycles back in terms of, like, are they are actually, they actually, are they actually yeah. recycling them? But, you know, you shoot your shot, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, just try to use less if you can, and if you can't, 
then try to reuse them. You could even take your plastic bags back to the store and just reuse those plastic bags when you're getting stuff again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't want to go out and buy a tote bag, just reuse your plastic bags for as much as you can. And that's another great way to limit your consumption of plastic. And also, I think there are some stores that give you a certain discount if you don't use they do. plastic they do. bags. If you bring your own bags, they'll give you, I mean, now granted, is it like probably like five, ten cents? Sure, but you know, five, ten cents, whatever. Every penny counts. It adds up. Every penny counts. This one is a little harder for people, I know. Um, there's a couple different options here. You can eat less meat, go vegetarian or go vegan. And now this is obviously not going to be an option for everyone. That's okay. I'm not a vegetarian or vegan. I do try to eat less meat. I try to be conscious of it, but it's just not going to work for everyone. There's certain cultures that value certain types of dishes and certain cultures that actually do use the whole animal and are mass producing these products and putting greenhouse gases into the environment and not treating the animals well or capitalism yeah or they might have a health condition and need to eat a certain type of food but mass-produced meat is another one that's really bad for the environment so if you can afford this option or you just want to try it it's not a bad it's not a bad way to go it does help right and every little bit helps, mm -hmm. for sure. And even if you couldn't go, can't go, like, vegetarian or vegan, just limiting your meat consumption is a really good way to help, too. Right. Again, it's all supply and demand. The less supply or less demand there is, the less supply there will be. Plus, it also shows that you want companies to be held accountable and that you value things to be made in a more ethical way. We love a good ethical dilemma for companies and i know congress people don't always listen i get that but you can always email or call them i email my congress people quite a bit and now i'm on their newsletters especially for the ones i don't like and <laughs> i'm like i don't want your newsletter i just want to tell you when i have a problem right. <laughs> and i don't know if they're listening they're probably not but i'm trying that's a way to do it too that's free if you have the confidence for it. Right. <laughs> and with all of that. And with all of that, I hope we gave you options and maybe some new ideas that would help you be more sustainable if you're trying to be. And I hope you feel more confident to do it and more comfortable to do it. And I'm so sorry that companies are trash and lying to us. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's to just deal a lot. With. There's so much. You might need to listen to this again. I don't even know if you want to listen to this again. <laughs> Yeah. But you might need to listen through it again to take it all in. Right. And we will gladly post we will gladly post graphics with things that we've said today to make it more easily easy yes. to access, different things like that. So no no fear. We have you. We will make it through this together. I believe in us. We're gonna do a great job. And with that, we are uncertified and unqualified. You can find us on Instagram at uncertified and unqualified pod. We release episodes every other Monday. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.